Here we go. Welcome to another episode of TNT Weekly. And I'm here at the beautiful five-star world-class resort, the Nottawasaga Resort, with the one and only, the founder, the originator, the visionary, the legend in this community, Mr. Lou Biffis. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing well. How about you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I'm here with you. It couldn't be better in this beautiful location. Thank you. Thank you for You're coming. very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, so much to talk about today. I'm so excited about this podcast. But, you know, where I'd first like to start off is really what this podcast is all about. It's about our community. It's about Alliston, New Tech, and, and uh, Beaton, and Tottenham, and all the wonderful people, and all the wonderful services in this community. And going back to, you know, the early days with you, Lou, and, and coming to this Alliston community, what really, really triggers me, and I just want to know, and, and something for our listeners, you know, what attracted you to this community, and not on a business perspective, because you're still here, your family is here. Um, I sensed something when I came here to this community. I'm really intrigued. What did you sense, Lou, when you first well, came Well, before here? I get to the community, I think what I'd like to tell you, you know, when I was a little boy, you know, I was 17 years old, and uh, I grew up in Italy, and, um, you know, with a very, very strict family, very, very poor. We had no running water. The only water we can get is a pill of water bring into the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had the opportunity, you know, to go to college under the Franciscan monks. I spent three years in college. And um, and under the, I said Franciscan, yeah, I spent three years in college. And uh, my way to go to college had taken one hour, one hour to bike, one way, one hour, each way. And then sometimes it was very, very cold. In those days, they were not dressed so well. And then the, to keep the cold away, we stuff ourselves with newspapers. So make sure to keep the cold out. And then on my way back, uh, you know, I stopped and I was learning to, to become a cabinet maker, which was a perfect opportunity because I, wanted, I was eager to learn, very eager to learn. Mm-hmm. This, this is what I did in my young days. And then I, I came to Canada in 1953, and um, I only had $5 in my pocket. And I decided to sell my brand new shoes for $3 to my cousin, but I, I paid two fifty, so I made 50 cents, 50 cents profit. I went up with $8 in my pocket. And I emigrated to Canada. I, I was lucky enough to build my little suitcase myself, made out of wood, a little tiny suitcase, not too many clothes in it. And uh, I arrived in Canada's you know, in 1953, November, November the 12th, right from Halifax, right to Toronto. And, uh, you know, I stayed with my brothers. And uh, this, this is my early journey when I came to Canada. And then when I, when I reached in Canada, my first job was to work on the actual construction, building housing, which I knew how to deal with wood. Mm-hmm. And um, so I worked for a while in the constructions. And one that, through the construction, while I work in the actual construction, a man from the Allison came up to see me, and uh, he told me there was a salt farm for sale in Alliston. So I drove up to Alliston, and uh, when I, the, the actual salt farm is right here where we're sitting right now, and there was a salt farm. I looked at it, and I realized it was a beautiful river called Nottawasaga River going right through the property. And whenever I saw water running through the property, I see opportunity, I see a business opportunity in which I was very, very attracted to the river. I did a lot of work to clean it all up. And uh, so we bought the farm. We still operating as a sod farm for many, many years. 
And uh, then one day while we were operating a salt farm, uh, Chenba from Alliston came up to me and uh, he said to me, I was thinking about building a 40-room hotel, something in my mind, I was thinking about building something, some kind of recreation hotel was in mind. And I knew building a hotel without liquor license a no-no. So this friend of mine made me a better Canadian club. And he said, I bet you a Canadian club, you're never going to get a liquor license in this municipality because it's been dry since 1907. So that's, that's, that really triggered me to run a public site. Mm -hmm. You know, because I knew if I'm going to build a hotel, you know, without a liquor license, I'd never succeed. So we run a public site. And um, we knock every door in this uh, municipality in those days, they call it Tecumseh. Tecumse. Yeah. And uh, we knock every door from Highway 89 to number nine. And uh, the end result was we got uh, 60, 87% of the vote in favor. So then I proceeded to build a hotel and I opened 1968. It was a 40 room, uh, 40 room hotel together with uh, meeting rooms and coffee shop. and. Uh, and uh, I did it in eight months, believe it or not, because I was, uh, we did our own construction, we did it all ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, so whenever, after the hotel was, was created and open, we, uh, we were running a, a convention center. You know, we had many, many companies from the city of Toronto, like IBM, and, you know, IBM and the Minister of Environment. So this is where I met uh, uh, Jemba for the Minister of Environment mm -hmm. that encouraged me to buy a treatment plan, which he said to me, is a treatment plant for sale in the town of Elliot Lake. He said, I installed a treatment plant six months ago. It becoming too small, it's brand new. And he said, you can buy with a license to operate a sewer treatment plant. So we did, we bought the, uh, the sewer treatment plant and uh, we moved it all back from, from Elliot Lake to here. It took about a month to get it back here. And uh, so we, uh, we got it back here, we installed it. We, uh, I was very lucky that the, my son, uh, he was uh, he's an engineer in natural water resources. Mm -hmm. he, was, he was very capable to run the treatment plant. And uh, whenever we installed this treatment plant, then everything happened. I knew that the 40 room hotel wasn't big enough. I knew that uh, the, uh, with waters and sewer, you know, we can expand it to, to all sizes that we want. So yeah. this is what happened. We expand the hotel to a 269 room at this time and point and about uh, 36 meeting rooms. And uh, we are attracting people from all over. See, they become a very uh, a, a good attractions because the city of Toronto, all the conventions in Toronto, but coming out in the country, an hour from the country, you come to this hotel, there's no place to go, you keep the people together. In the city of Toronto, they lose them at nighttime, but here they didn't, they keep all the people together. Mm -hmm. So they stay here, they talk about their convention, whatever, whatever. And uh, so we were able to expand, and uh, then we build the golf course, and the 45 Hall of Golf, and we build Greenbriars, we build Briar Hills, mm -hmm. Briar Hill West. And uh, because uh, if we didn't expand with waters and sewer, we weren't able, ever able to mm -hmm. make this community happen because we were self-contained. Yeah, yeah. And going back, and in, in, in one of the quotes in your family bio um, uh, that I noted is that you never lost sense of the fact that you were building this vision and dream in the middle of nowhere. And your goal to continue to bring added services to your dream and vision was the way to bring the attraction to this community. So, like you evolved into, I mean, let's go back to those early days 
Um, and when you first secured your liquor license and you were bringing in entertainment, some great names and everything, you had singles clubs, you had, you, it was the place to be, right? And then it evolved with different services like doom buggies and horses and you had a, uh, a plane, uh, a plane landing and, um, you know, you had, you just kept on evolving and innovating yourself to attract right people here I mean was yeah. that sort of the vision and the goals yeah but had? I knew I knew a hotel where we are that uh, you know all my people have to come from especially Toronto you know around the area within 25 to 40 miles but Toronto was a big market mm -hmm. and I knew that at that time that we had to create all these sports you know to bring people in you know by by creating different sport you're bringing different different type of people in uh, from the soccer field you know, we, we the soccer field brought people from Germany to Italy, heard, yeah. to Italy from Japan to Florida, to all the Canadian team training here. You know, with this why we could do soccer field. Then we we creating all these sports. You know, from the golf to the arena. So a different life of people. Different people like different sport. They both come to the hotel, mm -hmm. and I my hope of bringing people into the door is hopefully they can they can uh, utilize the hotel and spend some money with us and they're using all the facility. Yeah. You know, that was very, very important. And, and then also in, in moving over to your adult lifestyle concept, you, like, Lou, you were ahead of your time. Like that Greenbrier concept for adult lifestyle, um, just ahead of your time in thinking of, of retirement and what people would be interested in. Where, where, did, where did you get that vision? And, and, I think you were a pioneer in that era for bringing in adult lifestyle communities, if, if that was the name at that time. Yes, it was, it was the name at the time. Well, again, let's, let's go back to what I said earlier. You know, my thinking was to create as many recreation and everything we can go to make sure the hotels succeed. And the idea of creating this retirement community after we had our own treatment plan, that was an ideal scenario because now we could expand and I come up with the idea of a retirement community not very big houses and the price was right so i figured i'm going to get people either for people live here or people coming in to participate and use all the facilities that wasn't the general idea creating this uh, greenbrier mm -hmm. you know so-called but the price of the houses are right and uh, we we started and we couldn't stop uh, producing houses you know because the price was right mm -hmm. And uh, in those days, it was so low, you can buy a house for $180,000. Yes, yes. And uh, so we started and uh, just moved all the way along. And from there, we expanded to Briar Hill. Again, you know, if it wasn't for the waters and sewer, the treatment plant could never do anything. Right, But right. This, it also brought a good opportunity for the municipality because, you know, we're self-contained. And uh, we got our own waters and sewer, our road, our system is all privately. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, the, the municipality realized that there's a very good tax base for the municipality because uh, free tax money coming in without they don't have to spend a copper. Mm -hmm. And the only thing we have, the garbage was picked up by the county of Simcoe. And uh, so it become good for everybody. Yeah, so everybody you, gaining from it. You were ahead of your time in that concept for getting that, you know, uh, sewage and treatment facility because there's no way that the town at that time's infrastructure could catch up with the vision and dreams that you had, right? Yeah. Right. Incredible. Um, uh, you know, you, you touch base on the entertainment. Can I? Can I uh, yeah. No. I, the entertainment was amazing. What the, you the, had. Well, yeah, the, the talent the that you had here. We had uh, we had entertainment every night again. We try, we try to bring people in from whatever they come from and by creating entertainments. And we had a lot of talented people that come up to the hotels. And uh, Andy Anka, for instance, was my booking agency. You know, Father Paul Anka, 
And so we brought many, many, many uh, different attractions from the, we brought Peter O'Toole, Dave Hemming, and I never forget, and uh, Dave Hemming, I took it to the Potato Festival, and, uh, and people say, Lou, hi Lou, how you doing, how are you Lou? But they turn around and say, Lou, well, I'm an actor, I'm a big actor, nobody knows me. And I said, well, I'm better looking than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's absolutely incredible. Um, in, your, in your bio book, what also stood out to me, and I look back, I mean, uh, your vision is one thing, and, and, and work ethic and persistence um, to reach your dream and your goals is, is, is so inspiring. Um, but, you know, knowledge, you know, no YouTube, no internet at that time. And in your bio, I mean, here you are, you, the sod farm, the, the river, the vision for the, for the hotel. And you wanted to connect these two parcels of land over the river. And here comes the name of your company, Cable Bridge Enterprises. And here you are, a cabinet maker from Italy. Um, you designed this yourself. Uh, designed it, spec'd it all out, built the cable bridge yourself. The town inspector comes over and says, where's your stamp drawings, right? So you show, here they are, here's my drawings, right? But you had to get them stamped. I mean, knowledge like that you're born with. Uh, it, it's just amazing. Uh, you know, do you sometimes look at yourself and, and, and say, my goodness, you know, how did that all come together? And I mean, there's something that, that drove you and then your mindset to pick up and be able to drive drawings and put them, put them to paper and then build it. Uh, well, really I have incredible. a talented, what I say, I went to college, I took drafting, so yeah. I was uh, very, very capable to do those things. I, I designed and built, I built the cable bridge myself and it was 130 feet long and I put across but again the idea is try to cross a river will attract tourists from the hotel they can go from A to B become a beautiful nature trail yeah you can see nature by crossing crossing the river and winding into the nature of the forest and that become very very attracted uh, yeah it took me three days to build the cable bridge and then I realized I really like the name a lot Cable Bridge, and it's all done by hands, it's all done by me, and yeah. I think that become a perfect name for the actual, for the, uh, our company name. Beautiful. You know, Cable Bridge, our company name, and I like the idea also, I searched a little bit of the Nottawasaga River, you know, the Nottawasaga River was named after the Indian, the chief Indian called Tecumseh, the chief at that time was Tecumseh, mm -hmm. and her daughter was named Nottawasaga, so that, be, that become, I did a bit of search, and I liked, I liked it very, very much. Mm -hmm. You know, and so this is some of the history about the cable bridge. But again, everything I did to bring people in and let people stay here, enjoy the uh, the nature mm -hmm. of uh, our, our beautiful, beautiful surrounding and facility and river. Beautiful, beautiful. And and now in this journey, Lou, uh, it, it, it you must be so proud to see generational families now involved with you uh, in the business and. And tell me a bit about that. You know, in, inside. I mean, you're you're quite a loving family man to have. Uh, you know your children and children's children, and and the connection of your family and your business. How was that for you? Well, my my family is, uh, you know, they always they always work. And number one, you know, from my wife, and then I got Peter, Dino, Sylvia, Rocco, my nephew. They all they all university graduate. They all they went to school, but since day one, they worked with me. You know, they work with me on the subfields, and they work for me. The expense hotel, they're working me with them, the constructions. They always were they always working with me. So I, I realized that uh, 
you know, to keep the family together, you got to give them part of the company. That's what I did way back. I gave them a percentage of the company, they're all equal, mm -hmm. and uh, they all partnered on the actual business, and, uh, and they really helped me out a lot, you know, to, to succeed. I did a lot of things myself because, but you know, they helped me a lot. They grew up in the business, and they still do help me a lot, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, uh, to new ideas, and, uh, and we, we having a business meeting, you know, on a weekly basis, we talk what we're gonna do, not to do, and how to succeed, and uh, they were very, very helpful to me. Wonderful. family wonderful um, you know with your hard work and success you're 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 such a philanthropist in this community uh, and you know, you give so much to this community it, it's endless really um, I, I know you're very passionate about our hospital and the foundation that you would put together could you tell our listeners a little bit more about the philanthropy part of Lubifus well the the hospital become you know, I came up here in Alaska that in that time the hospital had been there for many, many years. And, uh, and I realized, you know, the hospital is, is a very good need to any business, any, any community that will expand. You, you need the hospital, you need the doctors, anything happened, at least you're close by to get to it. And then we started the actual foundations, the Narosaga Foundations and uh, donating all money towards the hospital and many other needed like food banks and mm -hmm. needy people you know uh, many other clubs that come up and ask for monies and and family we help a lot of family too mm -hmm. like uh, you know not too long ago we have a family with the kids with a wheelchair you could move around the house we move in there and uh, we remodel the house we did a new bathroom you can get around with a wheelchair all over we spend our own money we spent close $150,000 fixing it because I feel so bad. You know, doing good to others, I do good to myself. Mm -hmm. You got to remember, whenever you do good to other people, door always open for you. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I realized in life, I realized that do good and forget and move on to the next. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, people, people like you and people don't like you, but this is beside the point. Mm -hmm. Keep doing the right thing, keep doing good for people, help as many people as you can. I think to me is a very, very important. Actually, give me, give me power, give me strength, give me directions, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, and, and like they all say that, you know, I will never take no for an answer. Like uh, if I got to do a project, I would knock ten doors. As long one door opens to ten, you're a winner. Yeah. yeah. So this is the thing, the idea: keep knocking door and keep never taking no for an answer, and always look ahead, stay focused. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that I learned in, in the business world. You know, before I did any big expansion, I always was look at the inflation of the country and the interest rate. Because by doing that, you're, you're focused about five years ahead of time. If you know where the inflation date is today and the interest rate, not too much would move so quickly and so fast. Right. That's where you decide to spend money and, 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 uh, and, and work with the expansion or whatever, the, uh, whatever you try to do at that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in that direction uh, that you keep, um, I know that. Uh, you know, your faith is very important to you, you know. Um, and uh, could you please elaborate a little bit to our listeners on your faith? Well, you know, I, ever since I was a kid, you know, I, you know we, we always go to church. And of course, if you don't go to church and make sure on Sunday, make sure your shoes are shine. You know, you don't, get, you don't eat. Yeah. And uh, you go to the church. And I always become attracted to, to this uh, Virgin Mary. And my statue always attracted me ever mm -hmm. since I was a kid. And uh, it, it so happened that uh, in, uh, I was here, here in Toronto in, in 19, 1991. 
I was back to visit my, my family in Italy, and uh, I had this uh, this kind of a dream, you know. And then suddenly, face to face, come the Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, come to me face to face, and she gave me directions where she was, the church she was in. She gave me the name of the town, gave me directions how to get to it. She warned me. She said, "You got to be careful when you get to the town called Sammartino. This is where she was." And she said, be very careful, the road are winding and the ditches are very, very deep. So she, 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 she warned me, be very, very careful. So I become very attracted to that. And, uh, and then we, uh, I brought a, a sculpture from here to, to Italy. And uh, we took uh, the pictures and we took the size. We, we, and he did, a, he did a new statue for me. Yes. And he brought it up to, to, to in Canada. And the early, actually it all happened in 1991, November the 27th. And a few years later, we had the statue here, and then and then I decided to build a chapel in the hotel with uh, with a uh, Virgin Mary, you know, picture and statue in here. And we got it in here, and uh, there's so many things happening in the statue. And by the way, this statue is known by the Vatican. This the there's so many things that happen in our, cha in our chapels. It's just incredible, the healing and and the miracles and whatever happened is it's just something very very incredible so it become very attractive oh, beautiful well we're coming close to the end of the show here uh, Lou it's, well, it's, it's been too short is it, yeah well it, we just go on and on and on and we can still keep on going on and on and on <laughs> but you know um, uh, there's so many roads I can take your journey and we could go on forever but if, if I've missed anything is there anything you'd like to say um, you know, to to anyone or about anything in your journey here that uh, I may have missed. I don't want to miss out on anything here, Lou. Well, I, I think uh, you know it was it was a, a hard hard working journey, and uh, you got to work smart, and you got to stay very very focused. The community treat me so well, and I always want to give back to the community. In my theory in life, you always got to give back to the community. The community that give you the opportunity. And this I always did, and my great belief is, is still there today. It was still there many, many years ago. And uh, it's nice to work with the community and recognize what you're doing for the community. I think we did a lot for the community, and the community did a lot for me. And uh, so by working together, I think we our journey is, is, uh, is, uh, is still very, very open for me to do other, other things in, in life. And, but the, the main thing, I said, I love this community. I love the people of this community. And uh, I will do anything for anybody. And I will help as many poor people as I can in life. Well, that's well said, Lou. Uh, I'd like to point out before the end of the show, I was blessed to uh, receive this book, uh, The Bridge Builder, uh, the story about the Biffus journey and um, his vision and goals that put this beautiful resort and uh, what I believe put Alliston on the map. Um, if you're interested in knowing a bit more about the, uh, the Biffus legacy, uh, reach out to Sylvia Biffus. Uh, these books aren't for sale, but they're very interesting and uh, she may have a few left over that you could uh, read or put under a Christmas tree. I don't know. We're getting close to Christmas now, Lou, but I read this book. It's amazing. This guy is amazing. So, and you know, I feel responsible for putting, uh, you know, one of many people putting Alliston on the map here. Uh, with this beautiful resort and this legacy. Lou, but thank you. Thank you very much for listening and then God bless you. God bless you too. Over and out and see you on the next show. Bye. There you are. Bingo! That was good. <laughs> <laughs>